the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Rosenthal Wealth Management. Larry Rosenthal is a registered representative offering securities and advisory services through Satera Advisor Networks, LLC, a broker, dealer, and registered investment advisor. Member FINRA SIPC. Satera is under separate ownership from Rosenthal Wealth Management Group. Rosenthal Wealth Management Group is located at 9265 Corporate Circle in Manassas, Virginia, and can be reached at 703-330-3100. Chris McKay is not affiliated with Satera Advisor Networks, LLC, nor Rosenthal Wealth Management Group. Bob Jones is a marketing assistant of Rosenthal Wealth Management Group and is associated with Satera Advisor Networks, LLC. It's time now for Making Money Sense, live with Larry Rosenthal. Larry is recognized as one of the nation's leading financial and retirement planners and is here to answer your questions right now. Author, speaker, and talk show host Larry Rosenthal is dedicated to teaching others financial stewardship from a biblical point of view. Call Larry now. Studio lines are open at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Making Money Sense is on the air. Yes, indeed. How about that? Another edition of the Larry Rosenthal Show is on the air, and he is in studio ready to take your calls. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Chris, and how are you today? I'm doing pretty well, doing pretty well. You're looking pretty good yourself. Yep, sounds good. It's yeah. another Saturday, and it's open mic Saturday, which open I love. Mic. You got it, bro. I absolutely like it. No no questions barred at all. Uh, good morning, everybody. Welcome. Welcome to our listeners on WAVA, the D.C. Baltimore area, as long as as well as our uh, simulcast listeners on Sirius XM, Channel 131, Family Talk around mm-hmm. the country. Awesome. It's open mic Saturday, and you can also check us out on LarryRosenthal.tv if you'd like to follow us on YouTube. And uh, see how the show is streamed live. You can catch us in the studio here as we're doing the show. It's lots of fun. And it's always fun on Saturday mornings, as I was alluding to, because it is open mic Saturday, which means no questions barred at all. Give us a ring with any of your financial planning, investment questions, economic concerns, the debt ceiling, what's going on with inflation. Speaking of that, give us a call at 855-ROSE-123. And speaking of that... Mm-hmm. U.S. inflation was out this past week, Chris. No, I'm I'm dreading it. I'm dreading it. Ah, not so much dread right now. Really? Okay? Looking yeah, good? It's, it's still elevated, obviously. It's yeah. elevated over the, the Goldilocks level of 2%, which we won't get to this year. But at the same time, it did drop a tenth. It went from 5 to 4.9. Not a big movement. I'd call that sideways, but it is not worsening. So right now, the markets are kind of wrangling. The markets are kind of just pushing and pulling back and forth, staying in this trading range because of the debate about the debt ceiling and where is inflation and what is the Fed going to do in June? That's what's going on right now. The markets are going to continue to probably uh, go sideways in this trading range, up and down, all right, until the Fed pauses. Once the Fed pauses, then we're going to get clarity of direction. Then we'll see what really happens then. Mm -hmm. 
you know. But like the the inflation report here that we got this past week is is likely to keep the Fed sidelined. You know, I'm just not seeing at this point reasons for them to continue raising rates. So we'll find out. Maybe they will raise again in June and then pause in July. We just don't know, you know. But inflation does remain high, you know. But when you look at it in 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 what's happening, and, and I say re- inflation remains high because it's over the targeted rate of 2%, but it's down from 9.1 last summer, right? And when you, when you take a look at how monetary policy works, every time the Fed raises rates, it takes several months for that to impact. So they raised rates from zero up to 5% over the last course of the last year. It's going to take a while for that to really impact the economy. So maybe it is time that they actually stop and they pause because that's the unanswered question. And we've been talking about that for eons here. You know, but now we've got the debt ceiling. What's going to happen? The back and forth, the yin and yang on the debt ceiling. We've never defaulted. Why would it be this time? You know, uh, so the markets are going to get a little jittery about that. A lot of saber rattling going on. Um, you know, it, it, I think it'll be okay. Uh, not, not, not to worry on that one as far as all that goes. Corporate earnings are coming in stronger than an, an anticipated, which is great news. That's the reason why people buy stock to begin with and invest is the, is the anticipation of future corporate earnings. So things are approaching, um, you know, a new type of uh, market scenario, a new type of economy here. Uh, once the Fed really starts to pause, and we're getting a lot of com- conversations, a lot of talk. Um, not necessarily from our clients, but I'm seeing this in the financial press a lot. And, and you know, the financial press is right on this, okay? And, and I, I, I want to say this because I, I know that every midsummer or so we get, we get industry reports that shows what investors did last year. It takes about seven or eight months or so for the report to come out, but it's, it's, getting, it's get being calculated now for 2022. And that is the in and out, the in and out, back and forth of, of investors in how they do things, how they move money in on good news and they move money out on bad news. So, so let me break that down for you, okay? There's a lot of talk right now in the economy about a recession. Are we in a recession? Are we moving toward a recession? That's the conversation. Remember, the stock market is a forward-looking mechanism, Okay. So by the time the information comes out that we have been in a recession, the market's already moved past that and looking to how it's being fixed already. Yesterday's so when, news, right? Yes, exactly. So when you look at GDP readings, those indicators are in our rearview mirror, okay? Um, stocks are looking at the future. They're looking past all of that stuff. So remember, a lot of times headlines, when you're looking at data, a lot of times it's in the rearview mirror. So be very careful about that. Uh, let me go ahead and pick up Gail on the line from Maine. Good morning, Gail. How are you this morning? Good. I'm well. Thank you. Sure. How can I help you today? Um, I recently sold a home. I am living in another one, a duplex. Um, so I recently sold, and I guess my concern is reinvesting that money. I am 60-plus years of age, still working. Um, so I'm looking at reinvesting it before I retire but not losing it in the market. Okay. Um, so that just tells me to your risk profile. 
right? So do you, obviously you don't need to, to garner an income off of it today, right? No. So we just want to have moderate growth. So, so what I want you to sort of think about here is kind of a pair, you know. You take a look at a pair, and it's very wide at the bottom, and then it gets sort of skinnier as it goes up to the top, okay? Yeah. So at the yeah. bottom, these would be very conservative investments, very, very conservative. You would have the majority of your money down in that area with a little bit up at the top because you're still going to need a little bit of growth, right? So the answer to that is how much do – or the question becomes then, Gail, how much do we put toward the bottom anchoring conservative type of investments, bonds, government T-bills, CDs, things like that? How much do we put there versus how much do we put in, in blue-chip type stocks, okay? How much do we put there? So the question then becomes let's take a look at what your needs are. At some point down the road, two, four, eight years, whenever it may be, you're going to retire, right? Let's take a look yeah. at any pension that you may have and your Social Security that comes in, and then take a look at your standard of living today and project that okay. standard of living forward to when you're not working, and then take a look at your pension if you have one in Social Security. How much money is that going to deliver to you? Let's suppose your standard of living is, I'll just make up bath, 5000 a month, and okay. you have 2000 coming in from Social Security and, and a pension. So now we need $3,000 a month, right? So now we need to gear yeah. the investments in such a way that they can produce that $3,000 a month for you. So between now and then, we need to have a, a conservative to moderate growth type of a position, conservative to moderate portfolio, and then when we get to retirement age, turn it over to an income-producing portfolio. That's the answer to the question right there. Does that make sense? Okay. It, it does. I, I do have investments right now, and I don't have everything all in one basket. Um, but over the past couple of years with all the drops and then, you know, the return like you've been talking about, I lost close to $30,000. And I just looked at my statement recently, and I've gained back all but maybe 6000 I guess. Well, that's good. Yes, it is good. But it's scary because you're putting another amount back in there and you're thinking the way this day and age is going – I've, right now, it's in a savings account, so I do want to get it. I'm using a very, um, can I say, popular investment company. Um, they've got really good ratings, so um, that's what I was looking at. Do I take all that money out of my savings account, which is not making anything per month, and put it in, you know, uh, low, moderate, medium risk accounts to try so to Gail, make something the, yeah. before I retire? Yeah, the answer to that is, is, is at this stage of me knowing your situation, the answer to that is an absolute positive maybe, okay? I don't know how much okay. money you have in your savings account and your checking account. I don't know what your debt is, your income, your tax scenario. I'd have to drill down okay. a little bit more on that. So here's what I can do if okay. you like. Um, I'll, I can put you on hold, and Bob will get your contact information, and then he will have one of our advisors reach out to you next week and really drill down into more of these detailed questions that I just can't really answer right here unless you want to give me all your information over the air, and I don't think you want to do that, okay? No, uh, probably not. That's okay. Yeah, so let me go ahead and do that, Gail, and I'll put you on hold, and Bob will pick up in just a second for you, okay? Thank you so much. 
so very much. Absolutely. You have a great weekend. And happy Mother's Day, too, by the yeah, way. Happy Mother's, Mother's, Mother's Day. Day's weekend. Thank yep. you. Absolutely. Thank so you. let me place you on hold. Thanks for the call. Larry, is that what you say to your kids? Absolutely positive, maybe. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes when I look at them, I go, absolutely positively, maybe not. Okay? <laughs> right? So, no, it's all fun. Right? Yeah. But that, anyway, that's a technical Wall Street term. Maybe. Right? Yeah. Maybe right. this. Maybe that. You know? Uh, but, hey, uh, real quick, before we take a break here, Chris, I know we're up against the clock here. I, I, I want to go ahead and, and say this, that um, we, we're, we were talking about people moving money in and out of the markets, right, and, and how big of a mistake that could be. And I just want to bring this back because I've talked about this in the past. And if you take a look from, from, from the last 20 years, year-ending 2022, that's the latest data we have. So 2002 through, through the end of, of uh, 2022 here, you, you take a look at, at if you invested and stayed invested, this is the S&P 500, fully during that whole period of time, your return would have been 9.4% if you just put the money in and let it be there. But if you moved money in and out and you missed just the 10 best days in the last 20 years, okay, just 10 of them, that's it, your return would be 5.21%, almost cut in half, okay? That's the difference. If you miss the best 20 days, your return is 2.51. You're not even keeping pace with taxes and inflation then. And this is what we see all the time, and we're seeing a lot of this happening right now. We're seeing actually, actually money, we, we ch when you track money that's in banks and money market accounts and stuff moving back and forth based off the news and the markets, now you've got to build your portfolio and stay diversified. Yes, there's times you get more defensive and there's times you get more offensive. But at the same time, please try to avoid doing those types of scenarios there because you can, you can really get hurt a lot, you know. Uh, you know and, and I've got all kinds of stats here. The average investor... Over the last 20 years, this this is 2001 through 2020, uh, did 2.9 percent, and the S and P did seven and a half during that period of time. That was in the middle of the lost decade. So so just be very careful about moving money in and out and all and around. So hey, I know we got to take a quick break here. Give us a ring. You're listening to Making Money Sense, the Larry Rosenthal Show. Dial us up with any questions at all on your savings, real estate, taxes, insurance, estate planning, investments, whatever's on your mind today, 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. I'm Larry Rosenthal. I'll be back in a moment with more of your Making Money Sense. down August 26th on your calendar. Larry Rosenthal will once again repel 14 stories down the Hyatt Regency Tyson's Corner Center and go over the edge with Holistic Haitian Alliance, formerly known as Helping Haitian Angels. To learn how you can help, go to holistichaitianangels.org. That's holistichaitianangels.org. You are listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. There are 
are still too many countries that give little or no assistance to disabled children. In third world nations, these children could be left alone while parents try to eke out a living. About 10 years ago, residents of Prince William and Fauquier counties in Virginia formed Children with Disabilities Fund International. It focuses on the needs of disabled children. CDFI's current work in Jamaica and Kenya supports about 300 disabled children and their families. For some of these children, they're getting the care they need for the first time in their lives. CDFI recently began an individual child sponsorship program in an effort to better meet the needs of these disabled children. To choose your child to sponsor, go to thecdfi.org. That's the cdfi.org your gift will help transform not only a disabled child's life but the lives of their parents and of the surrounding community go to the cdfi.org make a difference go to the cdfi.org Delivering sound financial advice you can depend on. You found the Larry Rosenthal Show. Call now with your questions, 855-767-3123, or stop by LarryRosenthal.com. This is the Larry Rosenthal Show. Welcome back to the Larry Rosenthal Show, 855-767-3123, 855-ROSE123 to talk to Larry Rosenthal, who's going to leap with a rope. Off of a building uh, here before too long, yeah, Larry. And who else is doing that, Chris? Uh, just Larry, and uh, maybe maybe a couple of his friends. And aren't you a friend? <laughs> I am a friend. I am a friend. We keep tra- Bob and I keep trying to prod you into this. Well, I haven't heard Bob live on the radio, and I'm not hearing even a maybe squeak out of that mouth. Well, isn't uh, wait a minute? Wait a minute. Let me get Bob up on the on the screen there for uh, yeah. And I think Bob is a, is a really good candidate. What do you think? I think he is too, but you know, you're the you're. Yeah, Haven't anyway. you ever heard of passing the buck? That's what I'm... I get it. I get it. Anyway, <laughs> hey, but you can go there, helpinghaysianangels.com, and promote it and support it. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's in August sometime, isn't it? Yeah. So is. I got a ways to go, right? <laughs> there you go. There we go. There we go. Hey, First Timothy six nine and ten says, "But those who want to get rich fall into temptation, and a sh- and a snare." And many foolish and harmful desires which plunge men into plunge men into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is a root, not the root, but is a root of all sorts of evil. And some longing for it have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. You know, mm. let's put this into context here. We talk a lot about money. We talk about wealth building, wealth protection, tax minimization, estate planning strategies college funding insurance needs just the whole nine yards week in and week out on this show you know for for 19 years we've been doing this okay on 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 this show and we need to keep it in perspective where this where our responsibility is what what it is and god wants nothing between us and him and we don't want money or the desire of it to become an idolatry and and get in there so so you know we, if we take a look at that and then go back and look at Colossians 3.23, and whatever you do, do it heartedly as to the Lord and not to men, right? Yeah. So Isn't let's that, use the tools 
the assets and the things that God has given us to further the knowledge of his kingdom, saving grace in Christ. Right? Amen. Isn't, yep. isn't that one of the biggest, mis, uh, most misunderstood scriptures where it says that uh, money is the a root of all evil? I mean, because for the well, longest time. A lot time, of people say it's the root of all evil. Yeah, I hear that a lot. And, I, and, I, and it's not there true. There are other things. Yeah. It, it's a big one. It but is. But there are other things. And right? it can be misused, right? Especially if you're not using the right stewardship. Uh, well, a lot of scripture, unfortunately, you know, you, you got to read it. Read the context. Yeah. Read, understand what's going on at the time, and 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 really dive down into it. Cross reference it, mm-hmm. you know, because it is truth. It the it, absolutely the, the the bottom line truth. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Hey, so lots of stuff in the news uh, this past uh, uh, month. I would say, la- over the last few weeks, on you know rescuing America's safety net. What are we talking about here? Social security. And I was I was with a uh, uh, a friend uh, uh, the the other day, and uh, we were we were talking, hadn't spoke to him in a while. We were talking and everything, and he was telling me about his retirement plans and and all this. And and I said hey, it was great, you know. And and you know he's asking for some advice and 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 things like that. And he he's in his early fifties, wants to retire in his late fifties. Uh, you know, we'll see how it goes. And and he was telling me, he said, yeah, one thing I've decided that I want to do is I want to um, uh, wait till I'm 70 to take my Social Security. And I said, well, why? And he said, because I'll get the most out of Social Security then. I said, that's exactly right. You will. I said, but do you plan on working or doing anything, you know, or are you just going to be, you know, living off your investments and things like that between 62 and 70? He said, well, you know, I'll, I'll be doing something maybe, but not necessarily working. And I said, okay. I said, so you're going to be living off your investments and savings? And he said, yeah, probably. That's what I hope to try to do, you know. And, and I said, well, if Social Security is going to give you, let's say, a couple grand a month, right, and you start – and you say to the Social Security, well, you know what, just keep my money, and I'll spend $2,000 of my own money each month from 62 to 70 and then Social Security might give you 3500 a month or, or 3000 a month maybe. Do the math on that, okay? And I explained to him, you know, most of the time, not all the time, I've seen it once was the exception to the rule here, but most of the time – when we talk to clients about this, it behooves you to take your Social Security as soon as you stop working, whatever age you're at, instead of using your own savings and investments. Most of the time, that's the case. It goes in the exact opposite of what a lot of people think. How do the taxes now, work on that, Larry? Well, the taxes, your Social Security is going to be taxed at, at uh, depending on your adjusted gross income, whether single or married up to 85% of your Social Security check will be taxed at whatever tax rate you fall into. Even if okay. you're not, I mean, up until your full security age, right? I mean, at that point, even you Even whenever you're taking your Social Security, no matter. it's subject. Okay. Yeah, it's your Social Security plus one half. It's one half your Social Security check plus tax-exempt inter, uh, municipal bond interest, and then mm-hmm. it all falls mm-hmm. into your tax return from that standpoint. Gotcha. But my point is this, is when you, when you take a look at that, you know, you're spending down your own money for many, many years 
just to get a little bit more from Social Security. It doesn't make sense. And when you run that into a financial plan, people get wide-eyed and they go, wow, now I see exactly what you're talking about. It is true that you will get more money from Social Security if you wait till age 70, but at what expense? The expense of you spending down tens of thousands of your own dollars in order to get a little bit more from Social Security. And then when you do the math and you take a look at your break-even point, it floats right around age 80 for a lot of people, 78, 81, something like that, you know, as far as that goes. And so that brings up the question, because this has been in the financial press lately, you know, what is the dilemma with Social Security? How long is it funded? Uh, what about Medicare? You know, what is the what is the scenario here? And when you look at this, and I've got all these stats here in front of me right now on the screen, so we'll just talk a little bit about them. When, when you take a look at where Social Security is now, Social Security is funded to 2023, okay? And at the current rate right now, if there's no changes to Social Security, then there would be enough there that everybody would be able to get 77% of the benefits they're currently getting now. So you're talking about taking a 23% hit on your Social Security income. So, so what, is the, what is the fix to this? What can we do to fix it? You know, And, and the longer we wait, okay, as Congress, right, listen, the longer we wait, the more pain there's going to be for everybody in the country, okay? So, so there's so many different levers that we can pull on to fix the funding shortfall in Social Security. And the sooner we do this, the less impact it's going to have on everybody's paycheck and on everybody's tax return. Why are we waiting? Why are we waiting? Why don't we step up and do this, okay? You know, you can take a look at, at, at making the, you know, right now 12, 12.4% of payroll goes into Social Security. The employer matches half of that. The employee pays the half, the other half. If you raised it to 15.84, it's going to take care of it. But the longer you wait, the higher it's got to go. If you take a look at the Social Security wage base in 2023, $160,200. If you just bump that up just a little bit, that produces more money. Full retirement age for people born 1960 or later is 67. They could flip that to 68. In other words, if you just took a lot of these, there's, there's, there's several of them here that, that I have. There's several of them. If you just take each one of them and just move the needle just a tick, just a little tiny bit, people aren't going to miss it. But aggregately across the country, it could solve the issue. Political backbone is what we need here, you know. So, and I'm not going down politics at all, Chris, but, but I'm just pointing out when you take a look at your financial plan, this is how we'll tie it in here. When you look at your financial plan and you include Social Security, because we are starting to get more people say, run the financial plan without Social Security, because I don't believe it's going to be there. You, you know what? It's going to be there, okay? It's going to be there. The amount is to be determined, or the amount of taxes that people are having to pay for you to get your same benefit at that point down the road is still to be determined. But Social Security will be there. They're not going to let it go away, all right? It's just woven into the fabric of our nation at this point, right? And it is a good benefit for a lot of people, all right? The majority of people, that is one of their top two, one or two 
line items on their income statement uh, during retirement years is Social Security, believe it or not, Chris. And so, so it's going to be there. But when you look at your financial plan, you've got to sit down and analyze how and when you're going to take Social Security. And that's one of the things that we do is we do a Social Security timing meeting with clients. You know, once people start getting in their late 50s, early 60s, we start talking retirement heavy and deep. And we start talking about when are, when's the best way to take Social Security. How do we want to claim Social Security? What are we going to do? All that kind of stuff. What are the ins and the outs of all the rules in your situation, your age, your spouse's age, all that type of, uh, uh, of stuff right there. You know, and, and it's going to become more and more means-tested. Right now, Social Security and Medicare costs are means-tested. Now, you know, if your income is a little too high, you pay a little bit more on your Medicare premiums, right? If your income is a little too high, you pay more taxes, and so you, they tax you more on your Social Security benefit, right, which is a whole other story. So my point is this, is it is vitally important as we approach this next decade, because 2023 is very close in the window, right, as we approach this next decade to really drill down into your financial plans. Uh, because when you stop and you take a look at this, you know, 60, 65, 70 years old, you know, then you've got to carry your assets and Social Security, which is an anchor in your income, for 20, 30 years through retirement years. So it's vitally important to really make sure that you have a good grip on where your income's coming from, how your investments are going to wrap around and enhance your Social Security benefits and any pensions that you may have. Hey, let's open up the phone lines here, Chris, bottom of the hour. Give us a call at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. We're going to take a quick break. Give us a call. Check us out on LarryRosenthal.tv. Hit the subscribe button and ring the bell so you can find out whenever we're posting things on YouTube. And don't forget to visit our website, LarryRosenthal.com. Sign up for our newsletter. Follow us on Facebook. And uh, we'll be back in a more in a moment with more making money sense. You are listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at eight five five Rose one two three. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. Youth for Tomorrow has two events coming up, and you are invited. On Thursday, May 11th, join Youth for Tomorrow at the Ritz-Carlton in Tyson's Corner, Virginia, for the 34th Annual Burgundy and Gold and YFT Hall of Fame induction ceremony. This is the year's premier charitable fundraiser for Youth for Tomorrow, and it will feature former Washington football coach and Youth for Tomorrow founder Joe Gibbs and NFL Hall of Fame members Terry Bradshaw and Howie Long. There will be awards presentations by the Quarterback Club of Washington, and you'll have a chance to support Youth for Tomorrow during its exciting live auction. Also, sponsorship opportunities remain available for the 26th Annual Youth for Tomorrow Golf Classic on Tuesday, June 7th at the Westfields Golf Club in Clifton, Virginia. For more information on either event, go to youthfortomorrow.org. That's youthfortomorrow.org. Call right now with your questions, 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123. Coast to coast from the nation's capital, this is the Larry Rosenthal Show. 
the Larry Rosenthal Show, 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123 to talk to Larry Rosenthal live here in studio taking your calls here today, Larry. So let's take a moment, Chris, and wish everybody happy Mother's Day weekend out there. There you go. You know? Yeah. Happy Mother's Day out there to everyone. So, yeah. Don't forget. Don't forget. Don't forget. Nope. Nope. Don't forget. (laughs) Not at all. Not at all. So happy Mother's Day to my wife. Love you very much to my mom and uh, uh, to my other moms in my life, too. In-laws and stepmoms and everybody out there. There So happy Mother's Day. So (laughs) very, very good. Uh, Let's go ahead and welcome Dale on the line from Pennsylvania. Good morning, Dale. How are you today? Good morning. I'm very good. How can I help you, sir? Well, uh, I'm going to be turning 61 in September, and uh, I have no clue what to do as far as retirement. I I like to work. I enjoy working. Uh, My job is getting to the point where I'm just getting more stressed by the day. (laughs) And I never thought I'd be ready to retire at 62, but I honestly am thinking about it, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to afford to do that. Well, the first thing that I would say, Dale, is is, um, let me go ahead and send you out our financial planning toolkit, okay? Okay. Uh, Because that's really going to help you figure out where you are right now. It'll address the question if I retire today or put in some years down the road to when you want to retire and what it really looks like. That'll give us the basis of building a financial cash flow plan for yourself. Uh, You know, we'll record everything, and then we'll have somebody give you a follow-up call and show you how it works and and go from there. Um, Okay. You know, but but, uh, that's really the best thing that I would say right now is, is for us to send you out the financial planning toolkit, okay? appreciate that. Yep. Let me put you on hold, Dale, and Bob will get your contact information, and we'll have uh, someone send it out to you next week and give you a follow-up, okay? Thank you very much. Absolutely. Appreciate the phone call. You're listening to Making Money Sense. Give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Let's welcome, uh, is this Lubna? Lubna from Maryland? Good morning, Lubna. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? I'm well. How can I help you today? Uh, first of all, thank you. Great show, great service to the community, good information. Uh, my question has to do with being a sole proprietor. If you're owner of a small minority-owned business uh, and if you have employees, how does the Social Security benefit work? Uh, as an owner, you pay into it, so, so do your uh, employees. But how does one uh, – I guess my question is uh, how, how does it affect the total business component? So um, the way Social Security FICA tax works is the employee pays um, half of it, and you as the employer matches the other half of it. That's how it works. Uh, correct. But in terms of, I guess I didn't clarify myself, uh, in terms of the company's taxes and all of that, uh, this is a cost to the employer. Yes, and it is. Are, are the, uh, for the employee's purposes, are they aware? Uh, how does one explain that 
when they're talking, you know, employees' compensation and all of that. Oh, okay. So now I understand. Yeah, so, so Lubna, you could actually work up a total compensation package for your employees. You can say, here's what your salary is. Here's what I match you in Social Security. Here's the cost I put in for your benefits, you know, all that type of stuff. Right, right, right. Yeah, okay. so you can come I, up with a whole line item package for that. You can get it down to, you know, software subscriptions. There's all kinds of things to make them do their job, right? You can do all of that. Correct, you, correct. Yes. Um, and then when there's an adverse effect, such as the COVID uh, pandemic that happened in a lot of businesses, especially small businesses, lost uh, revenue, lost uh, their uh, business, actually, how does that uh, or does it not affect the bottom line for the employer? Well, some employers took advantage of the PPP program, and some employers that didn't need to did not. So, so the PPP program from COVID, from the COVID time, was designed to keep the enterprise, keep the business flowing, keep the business going, keeping payroll. Uh, functioning as well. Um, the, there were all kinds of rules and regulations. I, I'm not, I don't know them off the top of my head as far as, you know, turning it into a loan or having to pay it back and things like that. Uh, so, so during COVID, I mean, this, this is in our rearview mirror now. So uh, I think it's too right. late to claim anything if you didn't do your PPP opportunity back right, then. Right. I, I don't really know. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> Right. No, I'm 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 well aware of all that. I guess I should have said, in the absence of any government help or any you know any modifications that are being made or uh, incentives that are given for small businesses, uh, if that happens, uh, all of the the money that the employer has paid, it's just just how things are, and uh, you just kind of wash your hands and say, okay, move on to whatever the next step has to be. Yeah, I, I think at some point an employer has to say, well, that's the cost of doing business, right? Correct. Okay, that's, what I, was, that, that, yeah. that's what I wanted yeah. to know. Okay. okay. Exactly. Well, yep. I thank you. Okay, I appreciate the phone call. Hey, you're listening to Making Money Sense. Give us a ring, 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Let's bring Dale on from Virginia. Good morning, Dale. How are you? Oop, you still there, Dale? Yeah, I put him back on hold. Larry. Oh, there he is. Oop, there you are. Good morning, Dale. How are you? Okay. Uh, Larry, this is actually Earl, not Dale. Earl, okay. Sorry about that. It says Dale yeah. on my screen. So. Hey, that's okay. So not a big issue. I was listening to you explain about Social Security, and you kept saying, at least I kept hearing you say, that Social Security was funded through 2023 and that we're coming up on it. Did you really mean to say 2033? No, I, I hope I said 2033, but not 2023. Was, if I said yeah, 20, if I said 2023, then I totally misspoke. So thank you for correcting me. Okay, I was hearing that several times, and I just wanted to, for anybody who heard and heard 2023, like I did, that you clarify and it's 2033. Yes, sir. It is 2033. Yep. Yep. Yeah. If it was 2023, we would have already seen Congress uh, stressed out a little bit more. 
Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> no, it's 2033. All right, brother, have a great week. I appreciate the call, Earl. Thank you very much. We don't want to put too many things all in right, Congress's right. hands because, yep, uh, you know, yep. well, this they've is got the net ceiling hands. to worry about and all that. This is in their hands, Chris. <laughs> well, that's true. That's true. No doubt about that one. <laughs> right. Definitely, definitely. So, hey, we were talking a little, you know, I see we got a break here. Let's take a quick break here, and then we'll come back here with, some, with a new subject that we want to talk about today. Give us a call at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. You're listening to Making Money Sense. I'm Larry Rosenthal, and we will be back in a moment. Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855 Rose 123. That's 855 767 3123. More making money sense in a moment. another money minute with larry rosenthal we've all heard the more risk you get the more opportunity there is for growth in returns in your investments however can you have too much risk in your investments so that you get diminishing returns you can only water ski behind one boat at a time make sure your risk adjusted return is aligned with your investment objectives Now nationwide and coast to coast from sea to shining sea. Call now, 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123. Live from the nation's capital, this is the Larry Rosenthal Show. Well, welcome back to the Larry Rosenthal Show. 855-767-3123 is the number to call. That's 855-ROSE-123. To talk to Larry Rosenthal here live in studio, again, 855-ROSE-123. For Larry Rosenthal, we've got some calls coming in, and hopefully you'll call us as well, Larry. Sure. Let's welcome Bill on the line from Pennsylvania. Good morning, Bill. How are you today? I'm doing great. How can I help you, Thanks sir? for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. How can I help you? Yes, um, I have a, uh, a IRA from a previous employer after I left there, and um, I'll, I'm still continuing to work even though I'm 55, and I have a matching 401K with my employer. My question is, is the interest that I'm making off that IRA, if I apply it to my recent uh, 401K, is it beneficial for me? Well, uh, what do you mean by applying the interest? You mean taking the IRA and rolling it into your 401K? Uh, well, it hasn't um, um, matured yet, but um, when I go to look at it, I have about $2,000 worth of interest on that. That's not even being applied to the 401k, I mean to the IRA. And I can move that money over to my 401k as I was told. So is this interest that you're earning in a bank CD? Uh, no, yes, yes. Yeah, okay. So at the end of the term of the CD, it'll be applied to the principal of the IRA, okay? Okay. And when that comes due then you can choose to keep it in a bank product like a CD or something like that, a money market account, 
whatever it is, or you may choose to put it in any type of investment that you can within the IRA rules, or you can, providing your um, employer's program, 401k, allows for an IRA to be rolled over into it. Now, it depends on the origin of your IRA. Was it savings that you put in, or did it come from another employer plan? It came from another employer. It was a rollover into an yep. IRA. As long as it's deemed a rollover, then you could roll it back into your old employer plan, into your new employer plan. But now, let's take a look at why we would do that or why we wouldn't do that. Okay? Because there's five things okay. you can do. Okay, Bill. Uh-huh. You can keep it where it is. You can cash it out. You can convert it to a Roth. Uh, you can't do one of them, which is a a transfer of a Roth, a rollover to Roth, because it's not an employer plan. Or you can move it to your new employer's plan. By, put it, by keeping it in your own IRA, not only can you invest most likely into the same things that's in your employer's plan, but you can invest in a whole lot of different things, too. So if you take a look at your current employer's plan, and let's suppose you have 20 different investments, okay? And maybe they're broad-based mutual funds. I don't know. But you can, you can take the best of the lineup inside your employer's plan and choose those for the money you're currently funding into it. And then with your okay. outside IRA, you can enhance that by putting it into a different place, a different asset okay. class, a different strategy, okay, versus just limiting your investment choices by putting it only into your employer's plan. So the answer okay. to your question is Here's what's going to happen. At the end of the term of your CD, the interest that's applied right now on paper will be granted to the principal of your CD. Then you're free during that window of time that it matures to go put it anywhere you want or keep it right where it is. But I would suggest taking a look at what's in your employer's plan, take a look at how to allocate that best, and then determine if you want to move your CD IRA into that plan or keep it outside and invest it elsewhere. Uh, and if okay. you like, I'll have somebody give you a call and show you how to step through all of that, you know, one of our advisors, and, and um, you know, make it a little bit easier for you if you want. Okay. That would be great. Okay. Sounds good. Well, let me go ahead and place you on a quick hold. Bob will get some contact information from you, and we'll have someone give you a call and, and help you out with it. So appreciate the phone call. Dial us up at 855-ROSE-123 on this Mother's Day weekend. Give us a call, 855-ROSE-123, 855-767-3123. So I want to talk today a little bit more about retirement income, and that is a broad, broad subject. But I want to drill down into some roots here and talk about product. What type of product or strategy should we be using to deliver retirement income, right? Well, we all know about Social Security. We know about pensions. We know about dividends and things like that. What about systematic withdrawal programs, okay? How does SWIPS work, SWP, systematic withdrawal programs, versus dividend interest? How do they work? You know, we've all heard, I remember... You know, when I was growing up, my, my grandmother would say, yes, I will, I'm living off of my dividends. My grandparents would say that. And I was like, well, what's a dividend, you know, when I was growing up, you know. But now I know, right? So, so you know, we have to sort of break this down. And it's probably going to end up as a combination of both. But before we go on that, let me just pick up this other caller here. Let's bring Sylvia on the line from Virginia. Good morning, Sylvia. How are you today? Good morning. How are you? I'm well. How can I help you? 
Well, I was trying to find out a little bit more about the Medicare and how that may affect me. I just turned 65. I'm still working full time. I have a 401k um, single. And um, one of my friends told me if I did not apply for it, even though I'm working and I have full benefits at work, I would get penalized. And I was wondering, is that through penalized my taxes or my income? How does that work? Yeah, if you don't sign up for Medicare when you're 65, you, you'll have a penalty to, to pay when you sign up later. So go sign up when you're 65. Okay, great. Wonderful. Yep. Thank and you. And then, then your primary insurance at your employer will become the Medicare supplement in most cases. Hmm. Do I lose anything as far as my benefits are concerned? or do I, No. I mean, okay. No, they're just going to switch it over and, and have the bills go to Medicare instead of them. <laughs> oh, I see. Yep. Okay, because I have good benefits and I don't want to lose anything. Mm -mm. But no. In most cases, that, yeah, in most mm -hmm. cases, they'll have Medicare become the primary. Talk to your HR department and they'll step you through how to do it, okay? Okay, great. Wonderful. Thank you and blessings. Uh -huh. Thank you. Have a great weekend. So we're talking about retirement income here on uh the, the difference between living off of dividends and interest versus a systematic withdrawal program. So the way a dividend would pay out is let's suppose you had money in a stock and that stock was, was paying, let's say, a 2% dividend rate, okay? And let's suppose that turned into, let's say, $5,000 a year was what you were getting on dividend income. So you would pull that money out, right, each, each quarter or however it pays its dividend and however the stock pays the dividend, and that would be your income flow. So you're actually getting it without selling off any shares of ownership, right? Whereas a systematic withdrawal, there are certain types of mutual funds that are designed to take a fixed income out, let's say $5,000 a year. So you pull that $5,000 a year out of the mutual fund, and that mutual fund is designed to reinvest back all the dividends and capital gains that it produced throughout the year to buy more shares so that over time it continues to grow. So you're replenishing the shares, but you're getting a fixed rate of return. So a lot of times there's a combination of both when you look at setting up a retirement income distribution portfolio where you'll have a, a dividend portfolio sleeve that might be paying 4 or 7% interest or, or dividend yield, something like that, and you'll also supplement with a fixed systematic withdrawal. And, and what I want to talk about here is, you know, not all steak sandwiches are the same, right, Chris? Okay, some of them have peppers on them, some of them have cheese and That's onions right. and things like that. Not all mutual funds are the same when it comes to setting up a systematic withdrawal program. <clears throat> so, so you have to really be a, take a good look at what type of a fund it's designed for. And, and this is sort of old school. We call them balance funds, right? Today they're, they're, they're called allocation funds <clears throat> where it's a combination inside the mutual fund of both stocks and bonds at the same time. 
But just because you, you take a look at them uh, that way, you want to make sure that in the prospectus, how far or how much money they could actually put into equities or put into the fixed income or the bond side to get some interest for you. And what type of stocks are they buying in order to get dividends and yield on it? So, so kind of an interesting thing here, and you end up taking a look at it because the idea here is to, to, to supplement your retirement income needs without trying to sell off too many shares of ownership. Unless, of course, you're really pulling a lot of money, then you might need to have a lot of growth components in your portfolio so that those shares continue to grow in value. So kind of a combination of all three of those systems. Maybe I'm getting, you know, maybe it's confusing over the airway. It's very easy to take a look at, you know, in graphs and in portfolio models and stuff like that. So let me bring this all the way around to this point that I want to make, okay? When people retire, we have to take a look at, at income protection, income deliverance from reliable sources in a very tax-efficient manner for 20, 30 years in retirement, okay? And it's not just a very quick check this box and we're done. This is a, a, a watch it, rebalance it, change systems, change funds, change stocks from time to time as the economy and your income needs change and dictate. Implementing all three of these things, this is a long conversation. This is something that, that needs to have some skill associated with it and knowledge and understanding this, okay? Because a lot of times the funds or the stocks that you used to grow your assets over the years are not necessarily the right ones that you'll need to produce the income over the retirement years. Maybe they are, maybe they aren't. But a lot of people make that mistake. Oh, no, I've had this thing for years. I'm not changing it. Well, you're not going to get any income, right? Okay, unless you start selling shares. Well, I don't want to sell shares. Well, then you have to move it, okay? And so, so it, it, you got to really look at the combination of all this stuff because income, income planning is, you know, when you look at the three phases of financial planning, the accumulation phase, the distribution phase, and then the legacy phase, the distribution phase is what I'm talking about now. The income phase is really the most complicated and most taxing part of retirement uh, planning. So, so make sure you really understand that very, very well. It's, it's, it's important. And if you want to take a look at, at how a properly structured financial plan should look and function and work, go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com. You can click on a video there on the front page, and it'll, it'll give you a little 90-second little, little glimpse into how a financial plan will work. It'll match up income versus expenses. Then you talk about the different types of investment strategies in order to produce and harness that income from a tax-efficient uh, manner from reliable sources there. It's very important to, to really take a good look at that. While you're there, sign up for our newsletter and follow us on uh, Facebook as well as LarryRosenthal.tv. Subscribe and you can watch how we uh, screen the, uh, not screen, but stream. Yeah, it's streaming now, Chris, right? Stream the show live each week. Streaming, you, dreaming. Yep, you can also see all the past, uh, a lot of the past shows as well. So, hey, during the week, we take a lot of calls from people all around the country. If you want some information, if you heard me talking about this, that, or the other on the show, 
feel free to give us a call, and Bob will send you out all that information uh, for whatever your questions may be. So for Bob in the back answering the phones today, appreciate it. And for Chris McKay, as always, and maybe, just maybe, in the coming <laughs> weeks, we can talk him into repelling in August with me. That would be a lot of fun to see him go down the rope as well, you know. And, and he's a ninja anyway, so he can do it. All right, I'm not, I'm not concerned about him doing it. Okay. Well, I'm Larry Rosenthal. Have a wonderful week. We'll be back next Saturday with another session of Making Money Sense. And happy Mother's Day weekend to everyone out there. God bless. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.